This is Bright Sunday. It's a day that's been uh, rather overlooked and neglected in modern church life. It began early in the life of the early church, dating way back to the second and third centuries even. In fact, in the second century, the latter part of the first century, Augustine, one of the early church fathers, Gregory of Nyssa, John Chrysostom called Golden Throat, uh, they talked about the fact that on Easter that God played a big joke on the devil. That the resurrection of Jesus Christ was God's joke on the devil. And so they would begin Easter sermons and bright Sunday sermons with jokes. They would tell a joke to start their service. What is a joke? Well, a joke is really something that turns the tables on the expected. It catches you kind of off guard. It, the hinges of a joke are unexpected. Let me I'll give you an example. A nun, Catholic nun, sister, and an atheist were sitting side by side on an airplane. And the sister was reading her Bible. And the atheist next to her was disturbed by that and let her know in no uncertain terms that he didn't believe the Bible. She was gracious and kind and continued reading. But um, he was rather persistent. And he said, uh, you believe that, do you? She said, yes, I do believe. You believe that what's in that book is true? She said, yes, I believe it's true. He said, do you, do you mean to tell me you believe that story of Jonah? That he was swallowed by a whale or great fish? She said, yes, I believe that. He said, well, what did he eat while he was in the belly of the whale for three days? And she said, uh, I don't know. But when I get to heaven, I will ask him. He said, what if, she's not, what if he's not in heaven? She said, then you can ask him. <laughs> That's a clever sister, right? The biggest joke in the world, the biggest joke in all history was the joke that God played on the devil when he resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead and conquered death. Unexpected, predicted but not believed. Catholic priest, Father Richard Carton, who's pastor of a Catholic church, St. Cecilia's Church in New Jersey, he was talking to a group of second graders about the resurrection. And uh, one of the children in the group said, well, what was the first thing that Jesus said after he came out of the grave? Well, the father said that's a very important question, a very serious question. And he started going through his mind how to, and because he said a number of things in response to people and questions and that sort of thing. So he didn't know here with these second graders how to phrase the answer in a way that they would comprehend it and understand it. And uh, one little girl shot her hand up. I don't know what he said. 
Father, I know what he's saying. And Father Carton said, well, what do you think he said? She said, I believe he walked out of the grave and said, (laughs) ta-da! You believe that? Say, ta-da! Say it with me. Ta-da! Man, it's over! Death's gone. The victory's won. Eternity's secure. Ta-da! <laughs> Let me read you something that was written many years ago anonymously. The news is good. Jesus is alive. The stone is rolled away. Why aren't we shouting? The victory's won. Why not? Why aren't the drums drumming and the doves flying and the knees kneeling and the hands clapping and the horns blowing and the tambourines playing and the bells pealing and the trumpets blaring and the cymbals clashing and the crowds clamoring and the hearts rejoicing and the eyes smiling and the bands marching and the banners flying and the voices calling and the hearts rejoicing and the tongues praising and the choir singing and the children laughing and the arms waving and the bells ringing? Why not? Ta-da! Bright Sunday, bright life. Bright present, bright future. (laughs) News is good, friends. Even in the desert of everyday living, the news is good. In the desert, there are two birds. There are others, but two predominant ones, vultures and hummingbirds. The vultures live off of dead, stinking carcasses. Hummingbirds live off of the blossoms on the cacti. Vultures live on the dead past. Hummingbirds live on the fragrant present. Each bird finds what he's looking for. So do people. So do you and I. So Paul has a word for those of us who by faith are hummingbirds living off of the rose of Sharon with the nectar of God's grace surging through our hearts and lives. So Paul writes to us in the sixth chapter of Galatians, live creatively, friends, like you just voted to do. Live creatively, friends. If someone falls into sin, forgivingly restore him. Saying your critical comments, saving your critical comments for yourself. You might be needing forgiveness before the day's out. Stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed. Share their burdens and so complete Christ's law, which is the law of what? What is his law? The law of love. If you think you are too good for that, you are badly deceived. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. We're talking about doers' cards here. We're talking about doers' lives here. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. All of us have been given a work. And then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. 
You can do one thing, they can do something else. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you, now this is God's word. This isn't Buckner. This isn't a committee. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. New International Version translates that. Each one should carry his own load. None of us can carry the whole load. We just need to get a corner of it. Get a hand on it. We're not impressed with ourselves. No one person can do it. It takes everybody. Be sure now you have trained, been trained to a self-sufficient maturity. Now, if you feel you're not to the place yet that you can fulfill what down instinctively in your heart you're feeling like you'd like to do, we're going to help you do that. That's what Randy mentioned a moment ago. We're going to have sessions together, time together. We're going to help people find the handle, the specific handle for the stimulus, the impression, the desire they have to translate their faith into work. We're going to help you do that. Find that kind of maturity necessary. Be very sure now you have been trained to a self-sufficient maturity. For what? That you enter into a generous, common life with those who have trained you. That's church. Sharing all the good things that you have and experience. Now, just a moment. I want you to look at that doer's card. Don't do anything right now. Some of you in this room may feel like you have an impression you'd like to work with children. You don't know how. You don't know how you might do it. Some of you may be in the medical profession. Let's talk about that for a moment. Doctors, nurses, dentists, technicians. You have that talent. You already have that ability. Is there some way that the church through Vision 2000 can provide you with a handle whereby you can use that talent, that ability that you have worked hard and long to secure can be translated through the directly through the life of the Christian faith into the lives of others. You're already practicing as a Christian. You're already living as a Christian in your practice, in your nursing, wherever it is. But through a program, a dental program, a medical program for children, attorneys, a pro bono program for people who are in trouble and need and don't have the money to have representation or counsel. You know how to tutor people in English or math? Can we, hand, can we give you a handle whereby you can do that through Vision 2000 and in the Spirit of Christ and in the company of other Christians and under the supporting relationship of Trinity Baptist Church translate that talent, that ability, that gift into ministry to others? You know, I was thinking about Billy Graham. I was praying for him this morning as I drove to church. I don't know what time Billy's going to be on on that worldwide telecast this afternoon. Any of you know the hour? Any of you look? If you do, call it out to me so everybody can know it. Uh, I meant to look in the paper this morning. Billy's going to preach today. They estimate to over 2 billion people. 
Well, we, we want to be praying for him. But let me tell you, Billy isn't going to do that without a lot of help. There are people that have been working for months, months and months. Technicians, sound people, light people, facilities, publicity. There are probably thousands and thousands of people involved and what's going to happen is a result of Billy Graham getting up and in the marvelous, simple, down-to-earth, spirit-filled way in which he will share the gospel. We pray millions of people, millions of those billions will come to know Christ as Savior. But let me tell you, Billy couldn't do it without a TV camera, without a technician, without sound people and light people and publicity people and personal work people and literature people and Bible distributors and teachers, etc., etc., etc. Friends, it's not just Buckner and Tommy up here doing this thing. It's all of us. Or it won't work. The Bible says every man to his work. Now, I don't know what yours is, but you know, or you would like to know. And if you just have a stirring of the Spirit inside saying, I, I want to know, but I don't know how to do it yet. I, I don't know what to do. And I'm not sure I know how to do it, but I'm willing. That's all God's looking for is a willing spirit. That's all He wants is a willing heart. So when you fill out that doer's card in just a moment as all of us are going to do including myself I've, I've not filled one out yet but there's one on the back of that bulletin and that's, that's I want you to take that off right now now all of our guests I want you to take it off too because you're going to sign one side of it and the rest of us are going to sign the other side now Please take that and turn it over and look at it. Every man to his work. That's a generic man. That means men, women, young people, children. Every one of us. We need all of you. We need all, all of us need each other. Now, you may, listen, you may say, Bugner, I am already doing all I can do. I understand that. But I want you to put it down here. If that's what you want to do, and then right down there, I'm doing it. You may be singing in the corral, as many of you are. Some of you are teaching in this corral. Some of you in mission ministries in this corral. You're doing a lot of things. Okay, that's true of all of you out there. You say, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm serving on this committee. I'm a deacon. I teach Sunday. Wonderful. Terrific. A lot of people in this room are doers already, or frankly, we wouldn't be here. We're all doers Potential doers, some of you are already doing it. If you're already at work doing it, I want you to go ahead and write down there what you're doing. But if you just say, I haven't signed that doer's card yet. Now, I haven't. I intentionally have not done it. I'm going to sit down here in just a second, and we're going to do it. And the first part of the invitation begins right now. The first part of the invitation is right now. It's an invitation to every one of us to say, I will be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. As God's words commands, I will be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. You say, well, Buckner, look, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm handicapped or I can't get out of the house. 
You can be an intercessor, intercessor in prayer ministry. You say, I don't have a car, I can't get out, but I could call some shut-ins. Write it down there. Whatever you feel, however general it might be, you don't have to be specific. If you, if you know how to be specific about it, write that down. But to just say, generally, I'd like to work with students. We have a terrific student ministry in this church. I don't know what I could do, but I'm willing. Write it down. Okay. I'm going to stop. You pray. Join me in filling out this doer's card. The invitation begins right now. I'd like all of you who are visiting with us to please fill out the other side of this card. We'd like to write you. We'll even try to telephone you. And after you've filled it out, and you have right now, when I ask the deacons to stand, and they're going to pass offering plates, and as a continuation of this primary invitation this morning, every one of us place, everybody sign one, everyone place, the doer's commitment card in the card rack. Dear Lord, you told us to be a doer of your word. Right now, we're making that commitment, and we're doing it in your name and for your sake. Amen.